Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here again with my wife, Natasha Mason. <laughs> Hi. There she is on Excuse the me. side. Uh, she gave me a bit of granola before we started this. So. Sabotage. I'm getting the dry mouth right off the bat. So welcome back to another wonderful episode. This should be episode 34. Uh, the title of this episode is, Does God Still Do Miracles? So we're looking at each other like, yeah. So this is a, a topic that we had discussed uh, between ourselves probably a week or so ago. We have a list of potential podcast episodes. I always have to keep a list because we will forget. Yes, because a lot of times I come home from work and I'm really amped up about something that I've been thinking about or reading or um, praying about. And I'm like, oh, I got to tell you this, you know. And so she's like, well, let me write it down. So uh, this was on the list a, a little while back about... Um, Really, does God still do miracles? And really, I think this comes from me. It comes from um, a lot of things that I see in social media, a lot of things I still hear in the uh, church circles. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are proclaiming that that uh, they have some ability to do these miracles. Um, there's a whole movement on the West Coast that is uh, moving to the East. Um, uh, it's, we've mentioned it before. The, the New Apostolic Reformation is what they call it. It's really just a repackaged Pentecostal movement. Um, but it's very steeped in the, uh, miracles of God. There are a couple of famous right now. One of the famous uh, people, Benny Hinn is renouncing, uh, kind of the teaching that he's had for the last man, probably 30 or 40 years that, um, that if people could get these supernatural things to get God to do supernatural things. Uh, one of the things he, I read an article this week, he said, you know, he used to tell people, if you would sow a seed, God would return it to you a hundredfold that, you know, that's, God's going to give you, you sow $10, he's going to give you a hundred times that back just to get people to give money. And he said over the years, he, he was disappointed consistently at people saying, you know, that never happened. I never got the hundredfold back. I never got 10%. I never got that tenfold back. I never got the healing that you promised that I would get. So in his older age, he's decided that, you know, um, uh, the article, he said that there's nothing but the gospel and the cross of Jesus Christ that needs to be preached. Now, whether or not he continues on with his um, uh, ministry of, of talking about healings and miracles, I don't know. Um, but I mean, at least in that, I give him credit is that he's saying, I made a mistake. I was wrong. And this is the only thing that needs to be preached. So that, I mean, that's the truth right there. That's the only thing that really matters. Um, uh, but for us as believers, um, the question is really, does God still do miracles the way he did them in the Bible? Um, and I think everybody's got a different opinion of what a miracle is. Yeah. I think it depends on what your definition of a miracle is. Yeah. And I think it, it also is, um, it's dependent upon your viewpoint of a miracle too, right? So, um, some people don't look at medicine as being a miracle, but for some people, um, a cure for cancer is a miracle or, or being cured of cancer. Say they go through chemotherapy and the cancer goes into remission or the cancer goes away. And to them, that's a miracle. Right. Because it's something that was going to kill me and, and I, I, I've overcome it through whatever odds. And there was a lot of prayer going into that. And yes, that God can use, you know, and so when we look in the current, I think there's a couple different kinds of miracles, but I think, um, for the most people, uh, most people are looking for that supernatural type deal. I mean, when it comes down to miracles, church people and people who are not Christians, that's what everybody wants. Like someone who can't walk now they can walk. Right. Something they, very Definitive, Right. A concrete miracle. And this is for me, I know this is the reason, um, I have some issue against 
um, faith healers, those people who, who I've seen people in wheelchairs at, um, faith healing things. I mean, I was in a church where those guy, he was claiming to, he literally got up and claimed he was a preacher. He claimed he had the healing anointing that was passed to him from his grandfather. And he's been healing all these people all his life. And there was a little a boy sitting in a wheelchair. Um, I guess, I don't know what was wrong with the kid, but he'd been in a wheelchair for a while. It looked like, and this guy was healing people of their colds and he was healing somebody who had a, Oh, I got a sore back. And he's, you know, oh, heal that. And the whole time there's a little boy sitting in a wheelchair. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, if you've really got the healing power of God, see, here's where Jesus in, let's go back to Jesus. If you go to Jesus in the scriptures, he doesn't discriminate between the blind man or the man who's laid in his bed and can't walk. He doesn't say, um, well, yeah, that one's too hard. I'm not healing that guy. He doesn't say, oh, you got a cold. Ooh, you're healed. Oh, that guy over there, he can't walk out. Um, that's a tough one. I'm not messing with that. That's too much for me. Right. I mean, there was even the guy who came to him and said, you know, my daughter is sick and dying and she's going to die. And he's like, well, uh, if you'll have faith and believe, you know, and so he healed the little girl. He didn't discriminate basically based on the condition that a person had. And the disciples did the same thing. Um, there was a man laid at the gate and uh, they were walking by and Peter and they, they said, we silver and gold. Oh, we don't have any silver and gold of silver and gold. Have a none. Um, he said, but uh, such as I have, I give to thee. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so they were given that ability to heal. And the main reason, and this is what people need to understand. We've talked about it before, but really healing in the Bible was to, uh, show the world, the authority of God. They had the ability to heal because God had given them the power to do so. And Christ was the same thing. He, he did all the miracles that he did. So it was a proclamation that this is the Messiah sent of God. This is the son of the living God. So there would be no doubt. Right. And they, they said, who else can do these things? Who else can forgive sins? Who can give the, for, forgive people of the things they do? And Jesus said, I can't. Father's given it to me. I can do that. So, um, you know, and then we get into, I think we get into the current modern age and there's a lot of people who there's, there's a period, a point in the scripture where people, um, they call it cessationist. Uh, that's what they are. They're cessationist. They believe these things ceased in Corinthians, um, that a lot of the spiritual gifts that are listed there are not really for us. And they, uh, there's a lot of people who don't think we still do those things. Then on the other side of that, you got the people who are that's all they really believe in. If you don't do any of these miracles, I, I literally heard Pentecostal people say um, that if you don't speak in tongues, then you don't have the Holy Spirit because they real. there's some people out there who are so far into that, that man, this is the, this is evidence of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't do it, then you are not a born again believer. And I don't find that in the scripture anywhere. It doesn't say that you're going to do that. It doesn't say you have to do that. It doesn't say speaking in tongues is the example of Christ dwelling inside. It doesn't say any of that. Um, but it does say that they're speaking in tongues, right? So I, I believe in speaking in tongues. I know, um, and, I, and I'll preface that with, it's not exactly what you think it is, right? So I believe in speaking in tongues as it was done on the day of Pentecost. I believe if someone is speaking and they're preaching uh, to a group of people who may not understand their language, that God in his own mercy and ability uh, gives those people the ability to understand what that person is saying. And I've, I've heard witness testimonies over the years from missionaries going to different fields where they would speak to people in their own English tongue and the people understood them and they don't really know how. So it's not so much speaking in tongues. It's, it's modifying 
the hearing. It could be modifying the the listener because on the day of Pentecost, it said they spoke in the, and it did say they spoke in different tongues, uh, uh, but it was the tongues of men, right? So that's part of the scripture. It says, though we speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and, and this is talking about two different tongues, but the only tongues we ever see in this world are angelic tongues. That's all everybody does. They do the, and they, nobody does the, uh, there's not many people who walk up on a stage, never speaking Russian in their life and suddenly go into speaking Russian. It just doesn't generally happen. Can it happen? Yes, because I think God can do whatever he wants to do. This is not the box I'm putting them in. I'm not saying these things don't happen, but I'm saying God himself makes things happen. We are just the tools. We're the vessel. We don't walk up and say, you know, it's just very, to me, it's the guy who stands up and says, I have the power to heal people. Well, that's wrong from the get-go. Look at me. Right. You don't have any power to do anything. Apart from God and Jesus, you got no power at all. Um, so when we talk about miracles in our current age, um, I think there are plenty of miracles that go on every day. I think there's supernatural things that happen. I think there are um, natural things that occur. I, I think God uses whatever he needs to to accomplish his goal. And that's the main thing, right? Um a long time ago, I read uh, Watchman Nee, one of my favorite writers. I've mentioned him before. Um, he had made, he had mentioned that God will not do anything that will glorify you. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to give you the ability to do miracles. He's not going to give you the ability to speak in tongues. He's not going to give you the ability to raise the dead. If it glorifies you, if it glorified me, Brad Mason, God would not do it. Because everything he does is to glorify his son. And everything the son does is to glorify the father. Everything we should do should be to glorify both of them. It should not be to glorify myself. It's not about, uh, and we've seen this in the church in the recent months, people coming out from uh, different positions and saying different things because they were built up famous, right? We made church people famous. Now, you know, got to buy his latest CD or his album and, oh, everybody's into whatever, you know, this certain guy. And then he falls and we're like, oh no, that's horrible. Um, that's because we made him more important than we did Christ. He made himself more important than he did Christ. So miracles are the same way. I don't, God is, you know, if you, I heard one guy, he said, I would love to be able to walk by somebody and put my hand on their arm or their shoulder and touch them and know and pray for them and know that God is going to heal them and walk away. And he said, the problem I have is me, because if they got healed, I would be like, Oh, you know what I did? He said, so a lot of times I think the Lord doesn't use me because he knows I, I, I'm just not worthy enough to walk. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But I do know God heals people. There's, there's been stories in my own life of people um, who have had horrible uh, problems and diseases and things going on and a lot of prayer. And uh, the Lord healed that person of, of those things. And I can't, there's things you can't explain. Medical science, they, they run across this stuff all the time. There's people who come out who had cancer and it goes away. Or there's people who had a disease and it goes away. And, um, and it, you, there's no natural explanation for it. So it has to be something beyond that. Um, so I think God still does those type of things. Um, one of the things I told her, one of the stories I told Natasha about this week was probably 20 years ago. Um, uh, I was working with a young guy and he come up to me and he was talking about the Bible and stuff. And I, I like to engage people back then. It was more of a, um, I guess I would just put it out there on the line. I didn't care, um, whether I was right or wrong in the way I did it. I just told people, you know, so I was, we were talking about the Bible and he said he, you know, he had a hard time believing any of it. And he just, uh, he couldn't really reconcile what the Bible said about all the miracles that Jesus did and all the things that God, you know, all the things he said he would do. And, um, he just really doubted. And it was, it was kind of a heated thing and he was really doubted. And before I knew it, cause he had told me the story, he said, Hey, my girlfriend, is, she believes in God. Um, but I don't. And he's like, 
she's been trying to find a job for the last two months and she can't find any work and she keeps calling places and putting in applications and she just, you know, I just don't, you know, you're sitting here telling me that God cares and she believes and God cares. Why isn't he taking care of her? You know, why hasn't he done something for her? And I said, just, I had gotten aggravated with him at that point. I said, you know what? God is real and God can do it. I said, in two weeks, in less than two weeks, I promise you, she will have a job. And I said, I will pray about it every day if I have to, but she will have a job because that is something God can do. I know God can do that. And uh, he's like, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. So I come into work the very next day and he's walking around and he's talking to people. And uh, he comes up to me when he sees me, he said, man, you won't believe it. And I'm like, what? And he said, uh, when I got off work yesterday, I got home and, and she got a call from a church and they wanted her to come work um, in the daycare. And he said, that's exactly what she wanted to do. And here, and so he's walking around and he's telling people, you know, he told me, he was pointing at me saying, he told me, Brad told me God was going to give her a job in two weeks and she got one yesterday, you know, and, and I'm not, that, that has nothing to do with me, but the point I, you know, and I was excited because here it is, I'm trusting in the Lord. Cause I prayed about it that evening. I said, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry. I put you out there like that. I'm sorry that, I, but I know you can, because you can, your God, the God that rules this universe is still sitting on the throne and his position hasn't changed and who he is hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since he created the earth to now it's, it's never changed. So why do we as believers doubt anything he's able to do? And you know, yeah, I put him out there uh, at the time and I said, God can do that. You know what? But I, I believed he could, and he did because that's who he is. He can do that kind of stuff. A lot of times I think, um, we don't stand in that knowledge. We're afraid to say something. If the Lord speaks to our heart and we feel like this, I, yeah, I should tell this person. No, we don't because we're afraid. We're afraid we're going to make God look bad and we're going to make him look foolish. And we're afraid we're going to make ourselves look foolish. So a lot of times we don't say things. We don't stand up for the truth. We don't stand for the Lord. And it's, you know, it's evident. I mean, you look around you and the world is, is falling apart and Christians are sitting by and we're just like, mm, no, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want anybody to think anything bad about me. Uh, but God, what if he's wanting to work a miracle in somebody's life and he needs, won't say he needs you, but he wants you to, um, he wants you to speak to that person. God's going to accomplish his will, whether we're involved or not, but sometimes it's for us and sometimes it's for them. You know? Well, that's how I think God works miracles through other people to help those who need it. Right. So you, that's, I think we've had a podcast before where if you feel your heart being tugged to do something. You need to do it. Right. And I think in the, in the sense of miracles, and again, you have to get a, we're, we're always thinking about the supernatural, but if we're looking for the good things to do, right, if we're looking for the opportunities to do good for somebody, that may be their miracle. You know, if we're seeing, we saw a guy, he was playing a flute the other day and he, uh, he was looked like he was homeless. Right. And there were people walking by him or whatever. If somebody does something for that man that day, that might've been the miracle he needed. Mm -hmm. That might've been what he needed at that moment. And to him, that is the, the miracle. If he's been praying, that's the miracle. It's just like, uh, you know, if you're a lot of families help each other out over the years, I've had people help me out when I was younger and I would get in financial trouble and I would pray about it and and somebody would give me money or, or something would come up. Somebody would help me. And to me, those things are miracles because I've laid them at the feet of God. He knew my need. Yes, he was going to meet that need, but he wanted me to see how he was going to handle it. Right. So miracles in the current world, I think a, a little bit different than what we really look for. Um, 
as far as these people going to church, listen, if you're going to a church and they're doing all the, 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 the faith healing and all that stuff, and they're calling you up front and you're always going up there and you're always getting your hands laid on and it's not going away and it's not getting better. Sometimes we need to understand that the things that we have, the infirmities in this life are meant to glorify God. We're so quick to want to get rid of them. And we're so quick to want to be healthy and healed and uh, wealthy and all these things. We're so we want to live that good life, right? We want to be uh, we want to be living and driving the fanciest car and having the nicest house. Where is the suffering? Where is the where is the uh, the things that we give up for Christ? Where's the things to say? You know what? Yes, I am sick and I am in trouble and I am hurting right now. But I'm going to turn and I'm going to point to Christ. I'm going to give Him the glory. And it's often in those times. You know, the Bible says it's in our weakest moments that God is made strong. Mm -hmm. that's a miracle. When I can put myself to the side and I say, you know what? I'm going through all these valleys and these trials and these tribulations, but I can give, give God the glory for that. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, for perfecting me. Thank you, Lord, for working on me. Thank you, God, for not giving up. And so we're putting our hope and trust in him that he's going to do a work in our life. And if he does work, that is a miracle in and of itself. Um, we just, I think it just, we got to take a different look at, at what we're calling a miracle. We really got to look at it a different way. Um, looking at some of the, you know, we're talking about standing, right? So in the story I tell you about the guy who uh, his girlfriend couldn't find a job, um, I was telling my wife, I said, uh, it reminds me a lot of, of King David when he was young and he came down to David and Goliath. We all know the story of David and Goliath. Um, he faced off against the giant, right? He uses a sling and he strikes him in the forehead and it knocks him down. Then he takes a sword and he cuts his head off and kills him. Um, so that's a, that's a, that's a major miracle. You got this little young shepherd boy facing off against, uh, uh, the Philistines and, and their mightiest of warriors. And so that's a major miracle in our opinion. Um, but if you look at the text, you find out that they were not going to do anything. The Israelites were not going to do anything. Saul was happy to sit there and let him come out and badmouth God and let him badmouth the Israelites and badmouth everybody and, and not do anything. And it wasn't until somebody stood up, David came along and stood up and he said, no, hey, we, we can't let him do that. Why are you letting him talk like that? Do you know who God is? Do you know what God can do? And he walked out there and he faced him and God helped him accomplish the task. And so when we look in our lives, I think that's the thing I want to say about miracles in the world today is that there are times in our lives where we're going to have to, I don't want to say put God on, um, on blast or whatever you want to call it. Want to put him on notice like he needs to do something. But there are times we need to stand firm in the resolute fact that we can depend upon our Father. He's our Father who's in heaven. And if we ask of him and we know he can do something, we need to put our faith in the fact that he can do it. You know, I mean, if, if, there's a, if God wants something to change, he's going to change it. If God wants it to stay, it's going to stay. But we need to understand that our our idea of what miracles are, the prosperity, the uh, the being wealthy, the being healthy, the being rich, that's not, that's not promised to us in the scriptures. That's not promised that we're going to be wealthy in this life. It's not promised that we would be healthy. Uh, if anything, the scripture says, don't be surprised when trials and tribulations come upon you. They, you know, Christ said they hated me first. They're going to hate you because they hated me first. Um, that's the kind of things we need to be remembering and looking for, not looking for the next quick way out, not the quick way to make a dollar or anything like that. So, but I think there, does God still do miracles? Absolutely. Is God still capable of doing miracles? Absolutely. Um, I had a friend of mine, um, I want to say somebody, I can't even remember if it was a grandpa, but uh, there were missionaries to Gabon, Africa, and he was trying to translate the Bible into the native language. 
And uh, his eyesight was going bad while he was doing the translation. And uh, he had prayed about it and said, Lord, I'm, I want to keep translating the Bible into their language, but I, I can't see. And uh, I'm having a hard time seeing the letters. And so he prayed about it. And then um, a few days later, he comes back into his area where he's writing. And there's a pair of glasses sitting on the desk. And he's told no one that he can't see the scriptures well enough to translate. But here's these glasses. And he puts the glasses on and he goes back to translating. And you say, well, is that a, yeah, that's absolutely a miracle. That's God knew this man needed something and whatever happened to get it there, there it is, right? I mean, it's, but that's the kind of things God can do. He's not going to leave us and forsake us. He promised he wouldn't, and he's never going to fail us. So we just need to put trust in him and, and hand him the things in our lives and say, Lord, you know, I'm dealing with this. And if I have to deal, Paul said, you know, he had an infirmity, Paul said infirmity in his flesh. And Paul said, I have this infirmity and I've asked God to take it away. And I wish he would take it away. But since he has it, I'm going to deal with it. And I've got to learn how to deal with it. And there's going to be things in our life that are just like that. We're going to, you know, we're going to have things we want God to take from us and they're going to stick around and they're going to stay. And, and we might pray about it a lot, but we have to ask God to help us to deal with that. Help me see how to overcome this in my life. Yeah, it's still there, but yeah, you know, Lord, um, um, there's a gentleman, a uh, couple famous, well, I wouldn't say famous, but well-known preachers, um, who have different, um, ailments. Um, and they're, they're just, okay with it. They're, uh, they're just okay with it because they know this is something I have to, to have in order to glorify Christ. And we have to get to the point to where we realize our bodies are feeble and weak. And, um, you know, maybe this, this cancer is a bad thing and maybe, yeah, maybe it's going to kill me, but, um, maybe it's going to glorify God in the long run. I don't know how, I don't know why, but maybe it's going to glorify him that I've had this. Maybe he takes it from me. Maybe he doesn't. Um, so we have to think, you got to think more about that kind of stuff instead of, uh, the idea that we need to, uh, the health and wellness. Hey, I got to go run out here and get healed real quick. The guy, the tent down on the corner is handing out the prayer napkins and the water. And I'm not trying to make fun of any of that, but I'm just saying, we got to be more realistic about it. We got to look at God's ability to do is what it is. And we got to stop making other people famous for themselves. They're not doing it for Christ. It's, it's really sad. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's, does God still do miracles? Yeah, absolutely. I would think if you, if you agree with this position, that's fantastic. If you disagree with me, that's awesome too. Um, one of the measurements I would say to anyone, if you are in the faith healing area, right. And I've put this challenge out there before I'll put the challenge out there again. If you're in the faith healing area and you believe that you have the ability given to you by God to heal people, I invite you to come to our local hospital and to clear that place out because those people are sick and there's a lot of people in there dying who could use somebody to come and heal them. And Jesus did not discriminate against people who needed to be healed. He went out and healed whoever needed to be healed whenever they were there. Um, so, you know, all these people that say they can do all these magical, mystical things, let's empty in a hospital out, empty a hospital out, and I'm jumping right on board with you. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm more about praying and putting in the Lord's hand and let him deal with it how he needs to deal with it. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, this episode. Uh, a little heavy at the end. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, they're, they're always what they are. Um, we want to thank everybody again for listening to the podcast. Um, one of my friends said he liked it because it was kind of... Uh, <laughs> 
Raw? Raw. It's a little raw. It's, you know, it's, it's not a professional thing. We're not professional uh, actors. We're not paid actors. We're not professional uh, broadcasters or anything like that. Um, we can try to keep this as real as possible because we want you to genuinely understand and know that we love you in Christ um, as our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. um, are supposed to. And we really want to share just kind of our opinions with people. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, if you don't know, the abnormal Christian, if you've been listening, maybe you picked up somewhere in the middle. middle um, <laughs> I'm struggling. The, the abnormal Christian really is uh, about um, the people people who want to be a little bit, uh, have a little more knowledge, a little more depth with Christ. Um, we're not wanting to be your average church bench pew rider. We, you know, I'm happy with the preaching. I'm happy to get preaching, but I also want to find for myself, right? So, we don't want to be shallow. Right. We so we're trying to, to find deep. we're trying to find that deeper level of commitment with the Lord and a little bit more understanding. So that's what the abnormal part of abnormal Christian means. It means when the normal Christian looks at us, they go, "Yeah, those people are a little crazy." Um, <laughs> all they do is talk about Jesus. That's all they do. Um, so that's that's what the podcast is about. We would like to invite you to uh, email us at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com. You can email us there uh, any of your stories, any subjects you would like us to talk about, um, any ideas or scripture you would like us to go over. We'd be glad to hear from you. If you're from a different part of the world, um, we would love to have your prayer requests, things we can pray for. Uh, we pray daily for people around the world and uh, those who are persecuted uh, for the name of Jesus. Uh, very important to us. We want you to know that. Um, I don't think we've talked about it before. I had someone who said, uh, you know, if your podcast does really well, you could get into uh, receiving mo- I don't money from people. I don't care about that. Don't care at all. I want to put that out there. The Lord provides for us, so we are able to do this podcast, and we just we appreciate you listening. Um, if you would like to become a super fan, uh, I just made that up. If you like to be a, if you like to be a super fan of the Abnormal Christian, all you really got to do is join the Facebook page. Join on our Facebook page. One thing we would ask is uh, if you have any, wherever you're getting your podcast from, please uh, hit the subscribe button and subscribe. It really helps us um, gauge how many people listen, and we're able to see some different parts of the world where people listen from. Um, and it's very encouraging for us because uh, this is tough to do sometimes. Uh, we're tired. We work a lot. We have a lot of kids, and sitting down to record can a lot be of animals. Yes, uh, and sitting down to record can take you know takes a chunk of time out of your day. So uh, uh, once again, we really do appreciate you. We love you, and we pray for you, and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Um, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have a good night.